Hey, welcome back. Another day, another vlog. Great to see you all. Hope you had a good weekend. Busy weekend. Um, frustrating for me. Um, we had dramas in the editing suite. My first one ever with uh, corrupted files. Um, took me ages to work it out. It was kept coming up with a image 25 MPEG error in Premiere Pro. Went to the forums. Some said go back to 14.1. So I tried that, uninstalled it, installed that, did that, no good. Um, <clears throat> cleaned out my cache, that was actually really chockers, so I thought, oh, maybe a chance, did that, nothing. Cleaned out the GoPro footage, cleaned out the, deleted all, took all the Panasonic footage, the Lumix footage out. Um, oh, sorry, yeah, took all that out. Just had my M50, which had never failed me before, and that was the stuff that was corrupted. It took, I tried like 16 renders, tried everything. I just literally spent four hours and the next night started and just losing my mind and I thought, nah, I'm gonna have to, so I took, took, the M, took it out, I looked at the actual footage just on the, uh, where I'd, on the home screen of the computer and it was dodgy there and that's where I worked out while well, I was the M50 stuff. So I thought I could screenshot it so I could save the video and these are three unboxing videos that I wanted to get out over the weekend. Obviously that didn't happen. Um, so the only thing, uh, what I finally worked out was, after I'd done the unboxing, because it was for the uh, laptop, um, what I did, I'd taken the SD card out, put it into my old 13-inch MacBook. I then uh, airdropped it over to the 16-inch, because obviously that's USB-C, and I, at that stage I didn't have a card reader, so I just airdropped it over, and then I found my card reader, my, um, a good card reader, which is well, it's here somewhere. Um, so yeah, I uh, and that's the files that stuffed me, and it just about broke me. It really did. Um, so yeah, I was really disappointed because again, yet again, that's three things that I can't. So I've got a ProGrade Digital, which I knew I had upstairs. I hadn't used for a while because I was just going in the SD card slot on the MacBook. So luckily I had this, and I transferred all the other stuff via this. So that's how I know it was through the airdrop. So just a little tip, um, if you are airdropping files, double check them, because they may, it's the first time ever in like two years, I've never had one dodgy. I use SanDisk SD cards, and especially the Canon M50, I thought I've never had an issue with it. So. It was, yeah, really frustrating. So hopefully I've still got those files. They should be on my old 13-inch and backed up to my main hard drive at home. So I'll be, I should be able to get the good files and then I can do the video. So just a pain. Now, good news is I was pretty much three-quarters way through another video. I started another video, did all the photos, and I've got some really nice photos out of it. So back to another photo journey. I was trying to mix it up and get some unboxing in there for you, but, uh, yeah best laid plans of mice and men and all that, that old famous saying. But yeah, so Les Matty Falls, um, about a year ago, I went out and I just got my Canon M50, it was just, it just sort of started to get into, I guess, learning how to use it properly. Uh, it had rained, I went out and did a pretty average job, got a couple of nice photos and I, I 
out of that, I got sort of, I think that's when I sort of switched on. I went, you know, I want to do this all the time. I really enjoy it. And it was a massive, massive change for me to switch over from, well, my baseball career is finally, I'm retiring. Um, it's time to find something something to aim into, something to give me some focus towards. And that's the, that's the trip that I put to myself that that's when I changed and put my, put my mind towards photography and really putting everything into this channel in my spare time. So, it's, and it's been a great decision ever since I've had a ball for the last 12 months. Uh, I've never worked so hard in my life. Uh, I mostly sleep about three to four hours a night um, because I'm always, as soon as I get out of work after 12 and a half hours, I come home and get dinner and then straight into editing and doing stuff for the channel. So, yeah, but in all that, it doesn't feel like I'm working. It actually feels enjoyable so yeah so anyway i it rained i had a chance to get out quickly with during lockdown i think this was back on around april late april i think this was that's where i'm up to <laughs> i know we're in end of june but that's how far behind i've got videos going back all the way to then so i'm slowly getting there um so yeah went out and it had rained that that night and it was still a little bit rainy in the morning beautiful overcast and I got some really good shots and it was sort of, I guess, I needed, I, it was last minute sort of run out. So I went and, well, you know, I just sort of, yeah, I think it came up pretty good. It was, and I think it was a way to sort of give back to the fact that it had been about a, roughly a year, which I did, and after that, that trip to Lesmere is when I said, yeah, I want to do this. And now how far I'd come in that 12 months. So... If you haven't seen that original video, um, I'll try and just shoot over the channel. It should be in my photo journeys. If not, I'll try and link it up in there with a card. I should be able to whack one of them in there now. Um, that way you can sort of see where I started, I guess, where I sort of really started taking it seriously. And then you see sort of where I'm at now. So I think that's a give you a good sort of example of how far we've come in the last year. So it's been a big journey, so very, very cool. So yeah, we're not far off. Hopefully I should finish this video tonight. I got it all set up, started. I've marked all my videos, so I'm basically just gonna put them in, edit them, and on the new 16 inch, it just smashes that stuff for breakfast. So yeah, should be pretty close to a to a win tonight for you, so I can get something out by tomorrow. So yeah, we're looking looking pretty good. That way, I, that way I can get another one done by the weekend. So yeah, I'm, I'm starting to snowball. I was really hoping, because I had all those unboxing ones, there would have been three I could have punched out, and it would have been a really big week. And unfortunately, I lost like basically a nice and a half out of that one one lot of crap files. So yeah, just a heads up, airdrop, caref, be careful. Rightio, um, so heaps of news, but let's get through this. I don't want to take you up to a half an hour. Um, Xbox, uh, rumors over the weekend that there's possibly going to be a cheaper spec version. Not only are they talking about now having two versions like the PlayStation, so one with the discs for people who are still living in on a um, Blu-ray disc or, or disc life, uh, and then the just a pure digital one, but they're also talking about a cheaper spec version so possibly specs in regards to half the power that they're currently talking about so it's probably going to be pretty similar to the current xbox you've got or maybe a little bit better so 
for the price conscious, uh, definitely something to have a look at if you're an Xbox fan. So, pretty solid room. I think come up this that one was off, off Lou over on uh, Unbox Therapy. So, keep an eye out for that. Some sad news. I'm not. I'm a very much hate Microsoft. <laughs> I have to use it at work every day. Uh, as much as it's has some great things, it is just a pain in the butt to use. Excel crashes for me constantly and just, yeah, not a fan. I guess probably because I use it all the time, it's probably why I hate it too, because I'm just sick of having to use it. Um, but Microsoft stores, we don't really, I don't think we have them. Maybe there might be one in uh, in Sydney, but pretty much we don't have any of those stores in Australia. The only stores we have for computers are Apple stores. The rest you have to buy out of a electrical retailer or something, or you buy them online, and it's a pain in the ass to send stuff back and customer support as per normal in Australia is pretty piss poor. So it, uh, I have seen one of these stores when I was in the States. I can't remember, I think it was when we were in New Jersey. Uh, I got to see one in, uh, a while ago when my sister was living there. <clears throat> now they're shutting all retail stores. Uh, 83 of them uh, will pretty much go. All those people, they're not losing their jobs. Apparently they're gonna be employed shuffled into an online uh, retail experience for customers to want to buy stuff but you'll no longer be able to go into a Microsoft store in the States and actually pick something up, go to the cash register, buy it and walk out. So a little bit sad um, that the, from what the boys in Unbox or Lou were saying, um, that was pretty good because you not only had Microsoft stuff there, you also had other brands there so you could compare the two different computers whereas Apple, you go on Apple, it's just Apple whereas the Microsoft at least had some other stuff. And I, I guess the only other thing, that, the one thing that sort of possibly let them down was they didn't have legit, like Apple does with the Genius Bar, so they didn't have somewhere for people to go in and build that atmosphere and, and want to be in the store all the time when you, and you buy stuff. So and unfortunately, they're gonna be keeping four experience centers open, one in London, one in New York, one in Sydney, which was really, really, Weird. I don't know why. I must. So I'm thinking there might have been a Microsoft store in Sydney. I'm not. Not. Not 100. And one on Redmond campus, wherever that is. I'm assuming that possibly is the Microsoft headquarters, maybe in San Francisco around that area. So <clears throat> sad news. Uh, we never like. It's good always to. Not always to just go and buy stuff, but it's good to go and actually sometimes visually see something. When you're spending six thousand bucks, you want to be able to be sure that that's what you want. I, I'll buy everything online, but when it's, if it's a hundred bucks or two hundred bucks, you don't really care. But when you're spending five or six thousand bucks Australian on a computer, you want to be able to pick it up and look at it and touch it and go, yeah, that's what I want. Because there's nothing worse than trying to have to send it back or trying to get it returned. Again, Australia customer service is pretty average across the board. You have a rare few few places, um, but it's. Sometime, nine, probably 90% of the time, it's gonna be tricky because yeah, it's just not, we just don't do it well. Unfortunately, as a, as a nation, we're pretty piss poor at customer service. Um, Samsung, this is a big one. Uh, Samsung releases a ISOCELL GM1. Uh, it's a 50 megapixel Tetra cell. It's got dual pixel tech, um, fast autofocus, high res colors, low light performance meant to match pro cameras. Um, the Tetracell uses four pixels as one to give better light and less noise. 
Um, the rearranged pixels are then bright. Um, basically plays around with these pixels and it can adjust them to suit and it's much, much better than RGB. Now these ISO, this, these sensors are meant for phones <laughs> or possibly a camera. Now if you, if you remember, if you remember a few years ago, uh, Samsung had the, I think it's the NX1, which was basically a, a camera with an interchangeable lens with a Samsung phone on the back and it was like basically using iPhoto or whatever uh, but with a, a proper lens with a camera body and built in and Wi-Fi and you can send everything up and down. For whatever reason, that failed. I think it was 2005, 2006, you can still get them on eBay. That's how new it is. It's not that old, probably 15 years old. Um, so they did come out, they were obviously just way ahead of the times. That chip, uh, possibly maybe leading to Samsung coming back. Um, I know on Camera Conspiracies he's had a few Samsungs and he said the color science is really, really good. I know on the phones, they've got a really good camera. They, the ones they use, they, they're constantly going good and the Pixel's probably the only one that's a little, probably the better one, the Pixel 4, that's probably the better camera of the lot, but the Samsung's always pretty much up there against the iPhone and they're very, very close. This new uh, sensor is gonna be huge for Samsung, not only in the phones, but if they then sell that off to anyone else that wants to use it in, ca in camera land, and with all the camera manufacturers struggling, something like this which can offer that dual pixel uh, tech that Canon has, and 50 megapixels on a tiny, tiny sensor that can fit in the phone, that's like smaller than Micro Four Thirds, so you can imagine what the camera could do, and yeah, obviously if you, Got a bit of an idea on for sensors for cameras, you know sort of what that means. It's pretty pretty special, and I think it's pretty cool. F one fifty from Ford, the new optional, uh, the new model coming out this year uh, is going to have an optional two point four or seven point two kilowatt generator built into the car. Uh, so basically, back in the tray, you'll have all these power points and everything where you can go in, plug your lights in, plug in your fridge, all that, and run that. If you need to charge someone else's electric car or ute or whatever, you better charge it from there. Very, very cool. Um, also, it's gonna, the other big seller with this one, it's on a highway, it's gonna be autonomous, hands-free driving. That's what they're promoting it as. So this is sort of the big step towards that F50 becoming fully electric and that big changeover which is happening. Now, the F50 is using the Rivian Ute chassis. So the Rivian electric truck, there's a heap of videos. They put out a heap of four-wheel drive stuff the other day. They're testing on their off-road track. The thing looks amazing. Well, the F150 is gonna be using that exact same powertrain and chassis and battery pack. So they'll probably have a few little different techs and maybe some different uh, operating systems and stuff like that but there'll be an F-150 body basically on top of that Rivian chassis. Now that's coming, I think this is the last step and that autonomous driving in there is a big sort of indicator towards where F-150 is going. So that's gonna be huge for Ford. Biggest selling car on the planet, F-150, uh, fully autonomous on the freeway. You can have all these utes rolling down the freeway in the next 12 months. 
with the dudes just sitting back, kicking back on their phone, chilling out. So it's going to be pretty wild. The future's future is coming hard. Um, now also it'll be able to do updates, live updates from satellites. I'm not sure how it does or the data side of things, whether Ford pays for that or some sort of system, but basically it'll be able to update exactly, pretty much exactly over the over the air they call it, pretty much exactly the same as what the Teslas do now. Um, so yeah, F-150 well on its way to that, so very, very cool. And I think that Rivian with that partnership with Ford, with F-150, the amount they sell, A, it's gonna guarantee that Rivian survives. So definitely, you're gonna have your two big electric makers gonna be Tesla and Rivian. I pretty much guarantee that, that with that partnership with Ford, we'll make sure that happens. And I think the Rivian, if Ford's gonna put their money in the, where their mouth is, that this Rivian ute is definitely gonna be one hell of a ute. So definitely worth keeping an eye on that one if you are interested in buying one and want to go down that electric path, I think the Rivian or this new F-150 is going to be a pretty good choice. And depending on, on your preferences, uh, I'm not a big fan of the Cybertruck look, so as much as the tech's awesome, I just I couldn't see myself driving it. So the Rivian looks like a normal twin cab ute, and I can put stuff on the roof and in the back, which is what you want. That's why you buy a ute. Um, so yeah, I think I'd probably be leaning towards one of them once they come to Australia. Uh, big the Bassmaster Classic is a big release for a heap of fishing gear too. Um, there was a lovely new Daiwa Zillion ten reel come out um, at the Bass Classic. It's a ten to one ratio, and we've seen that in the last probably two years that that uh, with a heap of the new reels are going to a high retrieval rate, so they can get more casts in for the especially on the bass side. Probably not so much for us in the barra side, but on the bass and brim series, uh, the more casts you get in, the more chance I guess you get getting more fish and more points. So that Zillion, new Zillion 10 looks really nice. 10.1 gear ratio, so it's gonna just power through. Uh, much like the Abus have had for a couple of years, they've really sort of pushed that forefront with, I think they've got like a, I think it's a 14 to one, their, their main one, that's their high speed one or something like that. But yeah, super high retrieval rates. Uh, it's going to have alloy frame and side blades, and it's using the Daiwa SV spool, spool, which is a fantastic spool, and yeah, very. it's going to make casting pretty much spot the dog. So beautiful reel, if you're looking for a new reel coming up, keep an eye out for that new Zillion 10. Right here, over to the iPhone 12 leaks, some new stuff coming out. Uh, pro modes this year, uh, I've sort of went to camera stuff, there was a, a few other things, but there's more stuff. Now, these are obviously just still leaks and rumors, uh, but the new rumor is the pro modes for the iPhone 12 this year could have 4K, 120, and two or 240 frames per second slow-mo, which is insane in just a little camera. Uh, pretty wild if they can get that technology to there. As uh, we heard about in that Samsung with that sensor, which is going to be phone-based, we're looking at a 50 megapixel sensor that can do just insane stuff with autofocus and color technology. Um, and iPhone's obviously trying to put, push the thing up. That slow-mo is pretty important for guys doing uh, film work and stuff, and there's a big, big emergence of guys using iPhones and phones in making video and online and stuff like that. And uh, it, it works really, really well. Um, this this show pretty much started with me doing it all on the iPhone. Uh, and I had my anamorphic lens on, which I've still got. I just 
it's just I can do it easily here at the moment with the camera. It's a lot easier for me to just do and send other than doing it for the iPhone. But uh, yeah, so that that's going to be pretty cool. The September event that seems they've caught up with the production line. So the September event should be now September. We, we've talked to it several times that October, November could be pushed out. They're saying now that it, they've caught up enough, so they're going to be bringing. It should be on time maybe late September, maybe, it's normally around the 22nd, because that's when Jack was born on, on an Apple event, um, which was pretty funny. Um, so that's why I remember it every year. But uh, yeah, so with late September, we could have the Apple event. It might, they might have done the right thing. New camera lenses as of next year, currently run seven uh, plastic lenses in the, in the cameras. They're gonna go do an eight lens, which can give a better quality, better imaging, better focusing, blah, 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 stuff like that. So very, very cool. Last on Apple, new iPads for 2021 are gonna be mini LED. That's the new talk, mini LED displays as of next year. So if you're looking at buying a new iPad this year, maybe wait get that local dimming, get that better colors, and get the whole new technology as of next year. Try and go another 12 months because that's probably gonna come March next year once everything sort of goes back to whatever we go back to. <coughs> Rightio, uh, last but not least, the 9th of July is the Canon event. We know that, huge, huge event, R5, R6, the new printer, A3 printer, all those new lenses all coming out. Right, Canon's, the rumors now today over on Canon uh, Rumors was they're gonna do a live stream for this. So I am say it's probably gonna be on YouTube. Uh, check the events. I did sign up to the newsletter for the USA page just to make sure I got covered on that today. I'll let you know as soon as I know. But uh, yeah, there should be a, we should get a teaser for that in the next few days, I'm assuming, or maybe early next week. Uh, I'll keep you up to date as much as I can on that one. So that's gonna be huge live stream. So I'm assuming it's gonna be done in America. Uh, I can't see it doing it in Japan, mate. They, they did talk about Australia or Japan, but yeah, I, I, I just don't know, mate. I think it's possibly gonna be in the States. So it's probably gonna be in a, a late night jobby or early morning. So we'll see how we go. Now, Canon also, big news from Canon released today. Uh, they've announced the first one megapixel SPAD SPAD sensor. Um, now, to try and get through the technology and explain it, hopefully I don't confuse anyone and make it in. Basically, um, how do I say this? You've got a CMOS sensor, which is in all the Canon cameras right now, that basically gets a light from one photon on each pixel. Uh, with a SPUD, this new SPUD one, they can basically get one million pixels, one million photons per pixel. Uh, it's going to be huge for autonomous, huge for VR systems because uh, the advantages of time of flight with this, and it's a massive thing to do with time of flight, you can measure getting these photons and what it can do with the photons and the technology. You can basically measure the distance from me to the camera and then basically build, I guess, some sort of 3D mapping of that with a sensor it can basically pick up the depth from here to me and basically build up a map and give you sort of depth characteristics now as well as that it's going to be capable of 24,000 thousand frames per second um, with one bit output so we 
currently like the good camera is a 10 bit, most of them about 8 bit, so it's obviously a lot not awesome. But this is some this is just new technology. This is the world's first time they've been able to get it to this at one megapixel on SPAD sensor. Uh, it's I think it's probably a couple of five years away. Um, I guess this might you might see something like this in um, say the new mirrorless 1DX3, the 1DX3 version in mirrorless, whatever that is, the 1DXR or 1R, whatever. So yeah, amazing. Basically, Canon has just pulled it out of the hat, and this thing is just gonna just change a lot within the sensor world and all that. As much as that uh, Samsung one, that ISOCELL is, is sort of current amazingness, this SPAD sensor is next gen sort of crazy stuff. You'll be able to take photos and have like, be able to get an image with depth, pure depth built into the actual image. So it's gonna, and the colors, and you're gonna be able to just like narrow down depth and color in every single cell, it's just gonna, it's, I think it's definitely going to be really good for the Astro community too. So, insane what they're doing. Crazy, crazy. Right, before I run out of time, that's it. Another day, another vlog. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, that's a lot of lot to get in there, but uh, it's great to see. It's just insane to see all this tech. And last one, least, if you haven't seen that uh, new Boston Dynamics dog spot over on Box, Unbox Therapy, go check that out. That scared the crap out of me. Uh, yeah, I don't, it just, whatever, it just got that bloody Terminator feel to it. And yeah, very weird. Um, and yeah, a bit funky, I think. Yeah, I, it's a very unnerving, especially when you see it walk up the stairs, this robotic dog, just, yeah, it's a bit out there. But go check it out, it's a pretty wild video. Uh, boys did a great job and yeah, the world is changing very, very fast. Hopefully I can keep you up to date with how it is changing and how it's going to affect you and me and everyone around us. Radio. Okay, we'll see you all again tomorrow for Tuesday's show. Have a great day. Hopefully I'll get that video out to you soon. I'll see you all tomorrow. Whether you're going that way or that way, I'll catch you on the flip side. Okie doke. Peace.